I don't believe my eyes. Your name will be Pinocchio. Father, when can I leave to be on my own? I've got the whole world to see. Eric, TikTok has spoken. We need to watch this movie. How drab, how dull critique can be. It's begging and pleading for apathy. The good, the bad, the in-between. And nothing is everyone's cup of tea. No time to waste, there's things to do. Jared and Eric are happy too. They'll suffer the worst of films for you. So enter the strangest of banquet rooms. Here we are, back again in fairytale land. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to start that with here we are back again watching movies that are actually bad. That it that too, that too, but we're we're right in fairy tale land, we're shrekking it all over. <laughs> please, please that's that is the worst possible way to use Shrek as a verb. <laughs> that sounds so gross. Why would you say it like that? Fine, we're just doing Shrek. I better no getting swampy so today we're watching the movie <laughs> Pinocchio a true story or the true story of Pinocchio um, Pinocchio a true story yeah Pinocchio a true story okay um this is one of how many Pinocchio movies that are coming out this year there are three this year we're really getting shrecky with it please stop um, oh, you think I'm going oh, ogreboard? I'm trying to figure out how that's a Shrek pun. Ogreboard. Oh, I thought you just <laughs> said overboard. That's when you know a pun worked. <laughs> You're going to do this for the whole episode, aren't you now? No. But we we have thoughts about this already, in a way, because... We both seen this trailer mm-hmm. for this movie. It 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 traveled around. Yeah. Um and I feel like uh in some way I I had a thought of is this movie one that will actually lean into its own badness or is that like a product of the marketing. Like, is the marketer... Mm-hmm. Do, do, did the marketing team see the movie and say, okay, how do we make any money off this? The yassification of Pinocchio. Okay. <laughs> uh, that is for the uninitiated into the Pinocchio a True Story online discourse. That is the caption that Lionsgate used on their official TikTok account in the video about this movie. And the result of that was that the trailer, specifically on TikTok, appeared to go viral, appear, apparently, what appears to be within, like, a community of gay men on TikTok who see the yassification of Pinocchio as the caption and see that as a point of self-identification in the film. I, but I wonder if it's a point of self-identification or a, a recognition of high camp. 
Uh, it could be both. That's the thing. Like, I think there's the, the, the yassification of Pinocchio says to me, this is campy Pinocchio, Mm -hmm. you know, more, more than, oh my God, I'm finally going to see myself represented as Pinocchio. (laughs) I don't think that's really, um, you know, the thing about this is I think we will need to watch it, Mm -hmm. um, and see one, is this going to be campy Mm -hmm. in the way that we want it to be? Or is this going to just be a bad movie that people kind of like can find fun? Like it, it could also be, of course, just a bad movie that is no fun. I don't think we're going to get that though. I think that there's also a question worth asking of, and this is a question that we've been asking for a long time as we've been researching this. There is a substantial community of people who watch these bad movies ironically um Mm -hmm. or in our position watch them very very seriously for research purposes entirely of course um all those people the 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 (laughs) masses that do that uh there's enough of a community that does that though that you could make a bad movie on purpose and if it worked it would be profitable the question is how do you make a bad movie on purpose And still have it feel authentic enough to uh, actually lend itself to that in our viewing. Because we tried that. We tried making a bad movie on purpose one time. Um, We have not released it to the public yet. We will one day, if enough people subscribe to our Patreon. um, And that's the only, that's the only, we're withholding that until (laughs) you all spread the word. Tell your friends, share this podcast around to everyone if you want to see Life Hacks the Movie. Um, but, uh... But that's, there is a big difference between us making a bad movie and a studio like Lionsgate animating a bad movie. But there's, there's such a balance that has to be struck. Because we went about, uh, our approach with Life Hacks was to take a very haphazard approach to everything and just, like, try not to think anything through too much uh, and just, like, shoot it in a weekend, edit it in a weekend, and premiere it the next day. Um, something like uh, Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury, on the yes. other hand, also kind of tries to do this and takes it too far because it tries to construct elements of aesthetic badness at such regular moments that it loses that authenticity and just becomes exhausting. But at the same time, I think there is something for like pool boy is in some ways exhausting, but there were moments that you could see like there was a lot to learn from that where it was a director who like you, we, we spoke to him, Mm -hmm. the director of pool boy, and you could tell he had a lot of fun making it, and I think that's where, as a viewer, if you can tell that there's, like, that that element of the people making it didn't take it that seriously, mm. I can laugh at that. That's one way where you can kind of get into an Anar territory. Like, there's, there's the room, which is mm-hmm. the opposite of that, where yeah. it's... Somebody took it very seriously yeah. and it really didn't work. 
But I think, like, there is also that, like, you have permission to laugh at this because the people who made it are also laughing at this. I think that with something like The Room, though, the Nanar joy of that film comes from how self-serious it is, and there is a pleasure in sending that up and in rejecting it. I think that when you see the lack of seriousness in something like Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury, if you aren't finding the moment-to-moment jokes funny, then it starts to become obnoxious. I remember we had a much more positive experience with that director's other film, FDR American Badass, um, because there were moments in that one that were a lot... That we just that just resonated with us a lot better. Oh yeah, the hot dog, the hot dogs, moment. uh, the saxophone, uh, baseball. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm making um, these references to you because I know that you've seen this movie like six years ago. Our <laughs> listeners are going to be totally confused. Yeah, we've given you a lot of a lot of stuff to watch before. There's definitely one listener who just like started hearing me name off movies, or started hearing either of us name off movies, and just like fumbled around for a pad of paper and a pen, going like, "Pool boy, FDR." And to you, hopefully that viewer has seen the room. But no, I think though that to to get us back onto Pinocchio in particular. The the thing about making a bad animated movie mm-hmm. is the number of people involved mm-hmm. is so much larger that, like, you kind of want the, there to be a sense that at least somebody had to think, this, this is worth my time. Mm. Otherwise, you get a lot of tortured animators, <laughs> and you never want a lot of tortured animators. You don't want a cat situation on your hands. You don't want a sausage party, you know. <laughs> like that's that's the thing here. You know, if 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 the people who worked on this, you have to hope that they all thought they were making another Shrek. Mm. You know. You I thought they were shrekking we the party. But yes, exactly. Yeah. No, that um, pun doesn't make sense, but I'm trying to rise to your level here. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, there, there's the, the, you either get a bunch of career animators, you get a lot of people who are a little green. Mm. Good one. Thank you. Anyways, I think we got to watch this movie. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. Uh, ever since the trailer, yeah. Ever since, ever since the trailer. Um, you, you cannot convince me that you were excited about it before the trailer. <laughs> no, I can't convince you of that. Exactly. The, the, the you know, Guillermo del Toro one, maybe. maybe yeah. Not this one. <laughs> um, but I but... want to know what the true story of Pinocchio is. This is the true story. This yes, the is... other ones will be fake. Yeah, no, this is the truth behind the legend. This is what actually happened. This, what we're about to watch, is a documentary. So full spoilers for this documentary about the real... Yeah, yeah. About the real person, Pinocchio, after this musical interlude. Remain on the edge of your seat in a moment. Your hosts will return with the fruits of their suffering. Every last thought that is currently buffering too. 
opinions will now debut. <laughs> Wake up! We have a podcast to do. A a a po- a podcast. A podcast about what? Dad, I want to hear the podcast and I want to do it now. A podcast? What are we recording a podcast about? Well, I think that it's going to be a podcast about the Pinocchio movie. Pinocchio movie. There are so many. So, our our point with this, the only real thing that brought us any enjoyment from this was a terrible English dub. (laughs) And we kind of knew that going in. Um, There is something, uh, to drop that voice finally, um, there is something truly magical that happens every time you take a a human voice actor and ask them to neigh. Yes. Just like... Or meow. Yeah, but there's something, there's something particularly special about human voice actors playing horses that go back and forth between, like, making human sounds and making horse noises. I don't know. I I find it really intolerable to be surrounded by naysayers. Glad the puns are continuing. There was a there was a A few days after our opening, yeah. Yeah, there was a thread of there was a there was a running gag of puns that we were going to do and I've forgotten what they were. I think it had to do with Shrek. Full disclosure, oh, everyone. Right. We we started um, watching the wrong English dub mm-hmm. and had to quickly uh, adjust because we didn't know there was a wrong English dub. Quickly, of this you movie. say quickly. It took us like half a week. Yes, to... but that's that's a quick adjustment by our standards. <laughs> um, I think though it's it's worth noting. We heard a little bit of the other dub, the original English dub, uh-huh. that apparently somebody said, we have a fully, like a movie that is fully competently voiced mm-hmm. by an actor. Mm-hmm. Let's make it less competent. <laughs> I, to be fair. More enjoyable. Yeah. More enjoyable, but less competent. But also, like, the more enjoyable part was like, I still very nearly fell asleep. Yes. Like it's th- it's it's very clear to me now, having watched it, that our our theory that somebody said, "Look, this movie isn't going to make any money with the like the version that we have. Mm-hmm. Let's redub it. Let's get somebody who's funny, <laughs> and we'll figure it out." And they didn't say funny and good at voice acting. They just said funny. <laughs> and that's kind of where we ended up. But, um, like, was was the... I I don't know if I know Polly Shore from anything, but I don't, like, 
were his comedic stylings actually coming through here, or was it just the poor voice acting? I I have to believe that he brought out the humor just in how he does delivered the lines, but like I think there's something intentional in that. I think that he did it deliberately. You can believe that. I just like from knowing his other like his like the style that made him famous that feels like it's kind of consistent with what I would hmm. expect. Um I don't know that for sure. I do think though that it is probably the work of some casting director who like I remember there was the movie called Leap ended hmm. up being the final title. It was released in Canada first as Ballerina. And I originally saw a version that got that was released in Canada, uh, where Dane DeHaan voiced the the lead actor. Mm-hmm. And even though Dane DeHaan is a well known actor, they like replaced his voice for the American release because somebody just felt like, yeah, that's easy enough to do, and this person might sell it more. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I think the expendability of somebody's vocal performance is kind Mm. of interesting to me where if you fully shot a movie, um, with an act, like a live actor, Mm. it is harder to replace, but it's also like, it's been done. It, it has been usually because it's like somebody who you don't want in your movie anymore. (laughs) Not just because you feel like it. Because replacing somebody with, like, I don't know, Christopher Plummer is expensive. <laughs> I, just an example. I like Christopher that's, Plummer. That's not like know. it wasn't the exact same example I was thinking of. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I do think, though, it is also worth talking about how um, we haven't even gone into, like, the movie's actual problems. Um but, like, just sticking with the dub for the last little bit. I don't know if you have anything mm-hmm. more to say about it. But I think that, t- like, watching an English dub mm-hmm. and that being the only thing wrong with the movie wouldn't necessarily make it a bad movie because I've seen a lot of things with bad English dubs. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch Squid Game with an English dub, but I know of people who did, and I've seen clips from that. And if you're going to be like, oh, my God, Squid Game is terrible. Just listen to the English dub. You're not being fair to the original text. I think I did try turning on the English dub for Squid Game at one point, And I, I don't I don't even think I got through 10 minutes up with it before I switched it back to the subtitles. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like it like a low effort English dub is basically its own entity. But you know, like. It it is it that it can apply in badness in an interesting way, but I think it's weird to put it onto the text because the people who like the director is not involved at all with that part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's interesting. But it does pull you out of the fiction when uh, character voices don't match their mouth movements at all. Uh, oh, oh, definitely. It, but I think that if there's a version of something that exists at like the exact in in basically the exact same format, 
that is considerably better, which I don't know that the Russian dub or like the original Russian voice acting is, but I feel like, am I going to be able to say like, oh, Pinocchio is terrible if that was the only thing wrong with it? So I, first of all, if I watched this movie with subtitles, I would have absolutely fallen asleep. <laughs> um, I don't care how good the Russian voice acting was. The, but again, that's with subtitles, not I'm a Russian child, would I enjoy this movie? Okay, um, if I watched a version of this movie where mouth movements actually matched the voices, I don't care how good those voices were, Paulie Shore's shitty voice acting was the only thing keeping me awake. Also... When you have a musical number that you are dubbing over in English and translating the lyrics from their original Russian and desperately, desperately trying to keep the meaning of the original song because it's mm -hmm. relevant to the plot, but... Really pushing it on the syllables? <laughs> now, are you talking about Bella's song, Bella's song 2, or Disclosure <laughs> song? All of them. That applies to all of them. But I, 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 I first noticed it with you on the first song. Mm -hmm. But, oh, God. The last song. The last song was The really... last song in this movie and is... It's amazing and it's hard to tell because all of the songs felt very out of place oddly yeah. with the exception of the last one the last song felt like it belonged the most in this movie oddly enough but it it, it belonged in that it fit it didn't belong in that okay if i'm going to announce to everybody <laughs> that there's a criminal in their midst I'm not going to do it in the form of a terrible song because I want people to care. I think that's an interesting enough idea that I'm, like, in a movie that has so few interesting ideas, I'm I'm going to let it get away with that. Uh, I, I, like... I, I like that idea in theory. I don't like the execution, but I I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna give that to them because I can imagine that being a neat narrative beat if it was like fleshed out a little bit more. Sure. Okay. I I think the like the 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 fact that like all of the incidental music in the entire movie was like very like circusy and very like ba ba da 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 um up until and that's I think the incidental music was part of the original yeah up until Bella's song which is just like full pop ballad about mm -hmm. how like she loves performing and that's where she feels the most free um, oh, no, they also said this is my big debut which 
Uh-huh. Okay. Maybe they had to. Maybe they had to hit the rhyme. They had to hit the rhyme, but it's like because is that, not that character. Everyone's had like performed before, and everyone was even saying, "Ah, oh, this is as good as last year." <laughs> like, <laughs> was it the same song last year too? Was it as good as last year? Because there was uh one random character in the audience who was just like. This Before is, the show this is just like last year. I want my money back. And I'm like, why did you even come again yeah. if you no. hated it so much last year? It was... Before the show started, it was, <laughs> this better not be as bad as last year. I want my money back. And it's like, if... Okay. <laughs> if you walk in somewhere and instantly say, this is gonna be terrible. I want my money back. Then... I mean, that is what we do with our podcast. But, um, <laughs> no, we say this was this is going to be terrible, and it's exactly what I'm signing up for. I don't. Yes, walk we in, sign up for it. I don't walk into watching Cats for the, what am I on? Like the ninth, tenth, eleventh time? Uh, I've lost count. <laughs> I don't walk into watching Cats for the eighth time and say, oh, if this is just like the last time I saw Cats, I'm going to want my money back. No, like, I'm signing up for Cats because I want to watch Cats. Yeah. Um, but we're, we are also ignoring the fact that this movie is boring. Yes, um, did you notice me snoring at the start? Did you notice all of the jokes that I made about how I very nearly fell asleep? I, it's, it's, it's incredibly dull. It is unbelievably yeah. dull. I, I can imagine uh, a kid watching this and... Just kind of like a halfway through walking away, playing with some toys, coming back, watching a little more of it, going back. Like, you're not going to be watching this straight through. That's a, that's a, I can imagine an adult watching this movie that way. I can watch, I can imagine myself watching this movie that way if I was watching it alone. I can't imagine a child sitting through this movie. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I, I have to I have to think, okay, at the end of the day, this is a kid's movie. The, mm-hmm. the voices were very clearly meant to be funny for kids. Would this work for a kid? No. <laughs> and I think that that's, that's where I'm at with this, is, yeah. If we were talking about something that was just boring and mediocre we wouldn't have really watched this. Hmm. It was really the voice acting mm-hmm. that brought us here. I think and there's... so on that level, <laughs> I'm not disappointed. I I am disappointed because I think that the voice acting did not rescue it enough because it was kind of about nothing. Like, what was the unique take on the story of Pinocchio that this movie brought. This was the true story of Pinocchio, not not anything before it, like, yeah. you know, the original novel. Yeah, but that's 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 the thing, right? Like, what is it about this version of Pinocchio that sees itself as so distinctive that it wants to brand itself as the definitive true story? I think it's in the same way that Elf Bowling the movie <laughs> was the true story of Santa Claus. 
of how Santa became Santa Claus, you know, the first two minutes mm-hmm. of that movie. Yeah. Um, that he was a pirate and end of sentence. <laughs> <laughs> but like that movie got bored of that framing device for itself within mm-hmm. two minutes. This movie stuck with Pinocchio for the whole runtime and it ran through the beats of like, it's been a, a, a good couple of decades before I last saw since I last saw a Pinocchio movie, but like it ran through the beats of like, Pinocchio is a puppet. Pinocchio wants to be a real boy. Pinocchio becomes a real boy. Pinocchio, Pinocchio doesn't have a nose that grows. Yeah. Um, but like it, it is it is interest like what what does this movie have to say about the story of Pinocchio? Oh nothing. Okay, glad it's not just me. That's... It's it, it adds nothing because first of all, if you're going to tell the true story of Pinocchio, this is what you would do, do with like if you were gonna say I'm going to tell the real grim fairy tales. Watch out, kids. That would be one thing. But you're not using any source text. You're just doing your own thing. Okay? Like, I mean, I, I... get if you're going to Shrek it. <laughs> you know, we talked about this. I said, uh-huh. if you're going to to go outlandish, fractured fairy tales, you know, into the woods Shrek style, I'm for that. That's one thing. But if you're going to say, oh, no, I'm going to tell a true story of Pinocchio. He did join a circus. He did become a real boy. He just didn't have a nose that grew, okay? That's not a new take. That's just a wrong take. (laughs) The best part about the original Pinocchio thing is that he was so ashamed of how his nose grew. And then Safari was like, I'm going to command some birds to like some woodpeckers to eat your nose so it gets back to its real shape. And then Pinocchio was so happy that the birds ate his nose. Okay? That is the best part of Pinocchio. <laughs> I think that's... Uh, if we could actually take anything away from this, what have we learned today? <laughs> I think that what we've learned is to not take movie recommendations from TikTok. Yes. Because if if a bunch of people felt this was the yassification of Pinocchio, thank goodness for straight pro dubbing. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. We watched through the credits because you wanted to see who the casting director was. And the, the English dub was done by a company called straight pro yeah yeah you can't get any gayer than straight pro (laughs) (laughs) but with that um thank you for listening i have been eric tish that has been jared aronoff you can follow us at flum dumpster on twitter instagram tiktok and any other place you want to uh yeah the composer, producer, performer extraordinaire of our theme song has been Tarquin Alexandra. Uh, you can find her on Twitter at Tark Alexandra. That's T-A-R-Q Alexandra. And uh, 
I actually have some exciting news for you, Eric. Oh? Tarquin has just released a brand new song. <gasps> it is called... I'm pausing for suspense. A Tyrant's Demise. Okay. Isn't that the... What we've been... Yeah, it's the... but but this is this is, that was the EP a tyrant's uh, demise. This is the song a tyrant's oh. demise. It's completely different. This is the unreleased title track from her EP that no longer thematically fit with the rest of that album that she decided to release separately about a year later. Um I tried to talk her into calling it something different, just to make it less confusing for all of us. But I think that the moment when I suggested titling the single, The Tyrant Demosed, uh, she lost interest altogether and no longer took the idea seriously. So I think I'm going to have to take responsibility for that. I'm sorry, everyone. And... Very, very exciting news. In place of our usual outro song, we will get to listen to this together. Wow. Thank you all for listening. Hope you both enjoy this new song. I wonder about time But I won't mention it for your sake and mine Call me from the bath I take it as a sign By the light of tomorrow's sky Through the fog of a different time In the name of a well-kept promise At the stake of a tyrant's demise I can see who I dreamed I'd be Into focus I reach Will you join me to meet who I grew up to be? I wonder inside. You steal my sentences and say them in time. When you read books aloud, I take it as a sign.
his demise I can see who I dreamed I'd be Into focus I reach Will you join me to meet Who I grew up to be Happiness feels naive Something too sacred to see Will you join me to meet Who I grew up to be Will you join me to meet Who you grew up to be